0: Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.
1: And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at... And conventional wisdom is often just an illusion. We're live on iHeartRadio, on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at right now Jim Dawes. Shoot me an email at rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com. Or call the vent line and raise hell at 772 245 750 that's 772-245-0750. You know, social media is a wonderful thing. You can watch uh, the, the legacy media, the networks and the newspapers, read them and compare it to what is actually going on on social media. And I'm not talking about people, you know, shit posting or expressing their opinions. I'm talking about actual video that is posted on social media. And compare that with what is uh, being reported to you in the legacy media. And the contrast could not be more stark. The The new talking point out of the, uh, the propaganda media, the network's uh, evening newscasts, or that the The riots in Portland have subsided now that the federal um, law enforcement has withdrawn. First of all, it's a a lie wrapped in a lie. The federal law enforcement has not withdrawn, and nor has the violence uh, abated. What has happened is Kate Brown has finally done her job and deployed uh, state police. She should also deploy the uh, National Guard to the streets of Portland around that federal courthouse, and they are taking um, proactive measures to protect the courthouse. So, uh, first of all, the the feds have not withdrawn. There's still just as many people there. They're not having to engage because the uh, the protesters aren't able to get directly at the courthouse. But nor has the violence. Subsided. It is simply relocated when they couldn't get at the federal courthouse and the, the Oregon State Police put in a big enough contingent to protect the, it. Uh, the, the Antifa and the Black Lives Riders uh Black Lives Matter rioters just moved into the neighborhoods. They, uh, they went for the closest uh, police Portland police precinct to try to attack that which happened to be located in a residential neighborhood. And so when uh, when the Portland police protected their precinct, these Antifa rioters just started attacking private residences with families inside. You know, uh, I think Ted Wheeler is up for re-election next year in 2021. It's going to be hilarious to see if there are enough idiots in Portland to re-elect this buffoon. I've got a clip here. I've been really struggling on whether or not to play it. It's full of the F word and all sorts of other obscenities. I, I, I don't guess I will, but it is just something to hear. This, uh, this white Antifa lunatic female is cursing uh, the police in front of that precinct. She's calling uh, a a black. Portland police officer, a race trading coon and calling them the B word and F the police and all of this. And, you know, I just, I think we've reached the point now where we've got to start passing laws that make it illegal to purposely try to incite a police officer, hiding words against a police officer any more than you are allowed to use them against a private individual. That should at the very least be a misdemeanor. And I'm talking about, it needs to be enforced stringently. We can't have these idiot hipsters jumping up in the face of of police officers, calling them every name in the book. One, the police officer ought not to have to put up with that. They ought to be able to uh, smack them on the side of the head. In the old days, they had something they called a sap that cops carried in their back pocket, pocket that were just perfect for going upside people's heads. But second, it really erodes the uh, the necessary respect and deference that uh, law enforcement needs in order to do its job. When you just allow any sort of abuse, and we have seen it growing and growing over the last several years with uh, people throwing water on cops and spraying with uh, silly putty and all of that inevitably led to what we see nationwide with uh, with people you know pointing lasers at police officers eyes and throwing explosive uh, commercial grade fireworks at them and we're gonna have to dial back this clock I'm gonna try to get in touch with uh, somebody in my legislature down here and see what we can do about uh, passing some laws that make it illegal to one harass cops t- during the performance of the duty and and two give them the same protection uh, you know, by making um, uttering fighting words just as enforceable if you say them against a cop as you do a private individual. Of course, on the very first night, the Oregon state police took to the streets around the Hatfield courthouse. We were treated to these images of these Antifa lunatics carrying around these black lives matter signs, burning Bibles. They brought a stack of Bibles downtown and had a bonfire (laughs) these are the people that call you fascist they're actually book burning they're actually burning people's um sacred texts and they were burning crosses (laughs) maybe antifa is the only one that's allowed to burn crosses now you know that used to be verboten and, of course, burning American flags, that's just be, become part of their annual ritual or their uh, nightly ritual. Um, Claiborne, the South Carolina representative that uh, pushed Joe Biden over the top by delivering the black vote in South Carolina, can't remember his first name. He was attending or he was uh, appearing on Fox News, and, uh, and the commentator, the host, asked him, about uh the bible burning this is you know claiborne he he um he's the majority whip by the way he is the one that said well uh you know this this uh there's no violence in portland i don't see any of that donald trump's a a nazi but um it was pete hegseth that asks claiborne uh, about this uh this new protest that he continues to refer to as peaceful protest and Contrasting it with Martin Luther King's nonviolent protests.
2: You're comparing the peaceful we all honor the peaceful protests of the nineteen sixties. Are you comparing the, the, the violence against law enforcement today, which is clear and obvious it's right there before all of us, and the defensive measures law enforcement have to take, everyone's for peaceful protest. They're burning Bibles in Portland instead of holding them on the bridge like the peaceful protesters did in the nineteen sixties. How how do you make that comparison? Well, I don't know anything about burning Bibles. There's Inside, another thing that's out there. People everybody's got their own religion. And I know the Quran. You know, I know the Bible, both new and old Testaments very well. And so just because somebody may believe in the Quran, that's their business. Uh, so
1: What the hell is he talking about? Just because somebody may believe in the Quran, that's their business. You know, if they were actually out there burning the Quran, that would be quite a different thing. The mainstream media would be uh, in a panic. Remember, they accused that one small town preacher who was uh, burning the Quran of uh, of causing riots throughout the Middle East. And they uh, they tried to throw his butt in jail. But it's OK to burn the Bible. Hell, they didn't stop at Bibles. They're burning churches, both in the United States and throughout Europe. And majority whip Cliburn cannot rouse himself to even say a negative word about that. He just says it's their business. Reading the Bible doesn't do anything about burning down a um, federal building. I don't know if I've seen it. Maybe y'all know something I don't know. What federal building has been under threat? That is the majority whip, and the United States House of Representatives. What federal building are they trying to burn, he says? <laughs> Pete has, Pete has uh, Hegseth's jaw drops open when he says this.
2: I don't know what federal building has been under set. Who attempted to burn in the federal building? I what I saw I know what I saw in Michigan. It's been unfolding in Oregon with all due respect, Congressman. You may not be watching other networks. It's been fireworks, Molotov cocktails, explosions, attacks at officers night after night after night. Look at the precinct in Minneapolis that was burned by rioters that started a lot of this. Ultimately, we've seen violence against law enforcement. We can't just deny it. Are they supposed to not defend themselves and defend federal property? Look. They
1: do defend themselves, and I do defend them as well. But I don't defend pretenders. We saw... <laughs> well, maybe he's just watching the evening news. Maybe maybe uh, the reason he is so ignorant of what's actually going on in this world is he doesn't uh, go on social media. He is of uh, another generation. <laughs> if they're burning Bibles, that's their business. If you want to... Worship the Koran. That's your business. Uh, you know, when one get conflated with the other, I, you know, I guess they have a right to burn a Bible. If you burn it in front of me, I'm going to take it as my right to uh, break your nose. But okay, we're going to have uh, Doug Giles on tomorrow to talk more about this. And this is at the same time when the Democrats candidate is on TV quoting scripture. Yep, Joe Biden's on TV quoting scripture, but he's not quoting the scripture from the Bible. He's quoting the scripture from the Quran. Hadith
2: from the prophet Muhammad instructs, whomever among you sees a wrong, let him change it with his hand. If he is not able, then with his tongue. If he is not able, then with his heart. So many of you are living this teaching in your own communities every day.
1: Well, they live that teaching according to Muhammad. The, the, uh, uh, I don't even want to go into just uh, how loathsome uh, the historical figure of Muhammad actually is. But he, he's there quoting the Quran, and they do, so when they see a wrong according to the Quran, try to uh, fix it with their hand. They do that by burning churches. They burned out almost all of the churches in Kosovo and ethnically cleansed that Eastern European province. Now that uh, large numbers of Muslims are taking uh, uh, residence in Europe, hundreds of churches are being burned, including the Notre Dame Cathedral right there in Paris. They're continuing to say, well, it was, uh, we don't know, you know, the cause of the fire is undetermined. Let me tell you something, Um, cause determination in an arson is a matter of uh, deduction. You remove every possible source of ignition and if there is nothing left, then you're pretty damn sure it's an arson and there was no possible source of ignition in this case. And if you go online, you can find video of somebody moving around up there. Uh, very furtively is the word uh, prior to, the, to that fire. They don't dare classify it as an arson because they don't want to upset what's left of the, uh, the Christian legacy in Europe. And all of this is coming with an increase, uh, a dramatic increase of crime. We're going to talk about that more when we come back. Stick with us. We'll be right back on Right Now with Jim Dawes.
0: Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.
1: So uh, it turns out that, uh, you know, these Marxists, uh, Bill de Blasio, Ted Wheeler, um, the uh, Garcetti, these these Democrat socialist mayors of these cities. Have uh, tried to institute their social justice schemes, and it has uh, all resulted in a dramatic increase of killings, uh, murders of, uh, of mostly black people. You know, who would have thought that if you uh, if you defunded the police, if you disbanded the, the anti-crime units, if you stopped t- trying to take drugs or guns off the street, if you started le- you know releasing criminals? without bail who would have thought that that would result in a spike in crime here's what's going on in new york city it's only the beginning of august but as of this moment new york city has
2: seen more shootings than it did in all of
1: 2019 <laughs> so in and uh we've got five months to go and well really six because we're just now here at the beginning of august uh yeah uh Five months to go. That's right, and already uh, they have uh, equaled as many shootings in New York City as they did had in all of last year. Well, we know why. It's not complicated. You disbanded the anti-crime unit that uh, was taking guns off the street. You stopped stop and frisk. You released thousands of criminals from Rikers Island. You, when you arrested people, you didn't keep them in jail. You just turned them back out on the street with no, no bail. And now we're surprised that uh, crime is going through the roof in Chicago is just a whole nother world. It's, it's more dangerous in Chicago than it is in Baghdad, or, uh, or in Afghanistan. Hell, it's more dangerous than, uh, than El Salvador. So our country's being drugged down into the third world by these uh these lunatic Marxist mayors and governors. They uh they released uh of a George Floyd video, some more police body camera video of the George Floyd arrest. And you can see now why they held on to it till now it was finally leaked. Why would why you know they they released the body cam video that, uh, made the cops look bad. And they're just now, uh, we're just now getting a look at what actually happened as they try to arrest George Floyd. He is obviously stoned out of his mind on something. He is in a extreme state of excitement and agitation, refusing to cooperate, refusing to be arrested, refusing to get into the back of the car. I'm going to play you a bit of it. You know, it doesn't, uh, you can't tell as much about it. Just listening to the audio as you can in watching it. But, um, uh, what's clear is, uh, this guy was stoned out of his mind. He was, uh, he was high on probably methamphetamine or fentanyl or a combination of the two claiming that he couldn't get in the black pl- back of the police car because he was, uh, claustrophobic. And before, Anybody ever put him on the ground, he was already saying he couldn't breathe and that he was going to die. So might not be quite as surprising, you know, that uh, if, you know, once he is placed on the ground, he keeps saying that, that you, uh, you sort of discount it. One thing is if somebody tells you they can't breathe, they're breathing. You can't talk if you can't breathe. As a matter of fact, when you're being trained in CPR, one of the first things you learn is as long as somebody is saying I can't breathe, they're breathing. And if they're exchanging air enough to talk, then you do not conduct a Heimlich maneuver on them or start or start any kind of CPR. Here's this clip.
2: Oh you're I mean, I your not working with me. God, I'm phobic, man. I'll have over here, I'm gonna pull you out. in the car. Get in the front. Please. No, you're not getting in the car. I'm i in, in, in the car. Okay, man. Okay. I'm not a bad guy, man. In the car. I'm not a bad guy. Ah. Oh. God. Ah, oh man. Oh, but, but Please, please, take a seat. Ah, please, man. Please. No, oh, don't take a seat. <laughs> I not joke. I can't breathe! I'm bleeding! Just... Bleed! Ah! ah! Fine! Ah! My best, my best man! My best man, please! not take this, man! Okay, I'm on the ground! I'm on the ground! I'm on the ground! I'm on the ground!
1: I'm on the ground! I'm not gonna play any more of it. It, it you know, he's screaming. I can't breathe! I can't breathe! Ah! He's ah. obviously breathing. He's he's in an extated panic. He uh he is absolutely. Um, High on drugs, if you know, if it were another time, I would say PCP. But they're having a very difficult time controlling him. And while he's screaming at him, by the way, he's already told them that he has COVID nineteen. So he's screaming in their face. They're trying to deal with him. They're trying to get him into the back of the car. Says he can't go in the back of the car because he's claustrophobic. Although he was in a car when they uh, when they first began to arrest him, he was okay in his own car but he couldn't get in the back of the police car, despite the fact that the officer offered to roll the window down for him. He was just resisting an arrest in this, uh, this state of, of panic at the same time uh, doing his best to, uh, to, you know, infect these police officers. If you wondered why Derek Chauvin kept his knee on the back of uh, the guy's neck, it's because he didn't want to, get spit on. He didn't want this guy screaming in his face. And I'm going to say it again, that restraint technique that Chauvin was using against George Floyd was taught in the Minneapolis police Academy. As a matter of fact, it wasn't just like a a passing word or, you know, some minor thing they had white papers and they did classes on how to restrain somebody who refuses to be uh, arrested and it is to put your knee on the back of their neck. You cannot strangle somebody by putting your knee on the back of their neck. George Floyd died. He had advanced heart disease. His system was full of fentanyl and, and uh, methamphetamines. And just watching this video, you can see how hyped up he was. He had a heart attack (laughs) and the, prosecutor out there, the Antifa prosecutor in Minnesota, Keith Ellison has charged Chauvin with premeditated murder. In other words, second degree murder. He meant to kill him or he meant to assault him and it resulted in a murder. And he charged these other three cops who had had less um, success arresting George Floyd of accessory to murder Second-degree murder. Now, I don't know if Derek Chauvin can get a fair trial anywhere in this country, much less in Minnesota. But if there is justice, he he most certainly cannot be in any way convicted of se- second-degree murder. Hell, I don't think you could uh, convict him of third-degree murder. There's only a few states that have third-degree murder. It's the so-called... Um, what do they call it? A uh, hardened heart or uh depraved, depraved heart murder, which means an indifference to somebody else's suffering. <laughs> Derek Chauvin was just doing what he had been taught to do. And he wasn't uh, putting so much pressure on, on uh, his neck that he strangled him. Hell, you can't strangle somebody by putting a knee on the back of their neck. It's all (laughs) conventional wisdom is often just an illusion. Oh, man. There was one actual political assassination that took place out in Milwaukee where the Democrats are scheduled to have their national convention. There was a fellow named Brunell Trammell. who was a black Trump supporter, and he was assassinated right there on the streets for saying things like this. So today...
3: If you notice, I moved a little closer. Yeah. <laughs> well, and where people can interact with you on the sidewalk, yes. unlike the corner over there. Right, right. Where they, You know what I'm saying? Where When they cussed and hollered, they can't jump off the car and knock me out at the same time. You snatched the side. This I one? To, yes, this one. I had to chase them across the street,
1: grab them, sling them around, get the side back. Well, that's why I'm over here today. Over there, they are just about ready to kill me. So Bernal Trammell was not a career criminal. He was not resisting arrest. He was not um, a danger to society. He was simply someone who was a Trump supporter. He was murdered for that. Where are the protests about that? Where's the concern about Bernal Trammell? None at all. None at all. Conventional wisdom is just an illusion to run out to a break. When we get back, we're gonna catch up on the presidential race and hiding Joe Biden's strategy of keeping his mouth shut. Right after these messages, on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network.
0: This episode is sponsored by Schwans.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods, like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit DeltaFaucet.com slash Voice IQ to discover more.
1: And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five Zero Radio Network your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Well, yesterday with the show, we were talking about the move afoot in the Democrat Party to keep old Joe Biden off the debate stage with Trump. They are getting more and more desperate as the debates draw nearer that uh, they've got to figure out some way to keep old Joe Biden hiding in his basement. Yesterday, the New York Times published an op-ed... From a, a young lady named, I think it's Elizabeth Drew. Yes, Elizabeth Drew, and she uh, she gives a long recitation of uh, why we can't possibly allow Joe Biden to debate. And of course, she's she's um, uh, mouthing the same rationale as Joe Lockhart over at CNN. But she. Uh, she I'll just read you one uh, paragraph. This, by the way, isn't written out of any concern that Donald Trump will prevail over Joe Biden in the debates. No, 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 no. Mr. Biden has done just fine in a long string of such contests. (laughs) I don't know if she was watching the same Democrat debates that I was. Joe Biden was lost and stepped in at one, you know, stuck his foot in his mouth time after time. The point is that winning a debate, she says, however assessed, should be irrelevant. They don't matter, she says, as are the debates themselves. So all of a sudden, people in the news don't want to hear presidential candidates debate any longer. I wonder why that just became the consensus among the, the Democrat media. And of course, uh, cnn brought uh, bill clinton's enforcer joe lockhart who used to you know specialize in kneecapping anybody that uh that brought up clinton's uh impressive body of corruption joe joe lockhart said this on cnn
2: he spins these conspiracy uh theories out there and Up till now, most of those theories are uh, broadcast by Fox News and, you know, on his Twitter feed. And, you know, most Americans don't see that. The debates are very different. This is the one thing, you know, now that we're not really going to have conventions where the public will tune in, you uh, you know, 50, 60 million people. And they will they will see all of this nonsense from him. He will take the truth and and destroy it, and and Biden will be in the position of correcting him over and over and over again. I don't think he should give him that platform. Well, if, it's not really a debate if only one side is willing to tell the truth.
1: <laughs> it's not a debate. You know, if if Joe Lockhart believed what he was saying right there that uh, that. Joe Biden would have an opportunity to correct Donald Trump's apparent and obvious lies. Well, that would be the perfect scenario for a winning debate. You just, uh, give the old, uh, Ronald Reagan line. There you go again. The problem is so much of the Democrat platform is, uh, is based on hoaxes and, and things that are obvious lies that Joe Lockhart knows that Biden, uh, one if if he sticks to the left wing playbook then he will make himself unelectable if he strays from the left wing playbook then bernie sanders and uh aoc and elizabeth warren uh their supporters will abandon him and uh and donald trump's going to be left to you know be able to stand up there and articulate an america first agenda to which Joe Biden is going to have to say, no, we need to go back to these disastrous global trade deals. We need to open the border. And and, and by the way, all of these illegals that arrive, we have, we have to provide them with taxpayer-funded health care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe Biden has been locked into these far-left positions so rigidly that he can't possibly get on a debate stage. I've been saying for a couple of months that there's no way. They're going to let Joe Biden, even if he had his wits about him, which he does not. I don't know. Maybe they can load him up with some ginkgo biloba in preparation for these debates. And he could, uh, he could at least think, think straight, but he's in such, um, he's twisted himself into such knots trying to satisfy the far left wing of the Democrat party. He's abandoned so many of his previous positions. You know, I, I'm becoming increasingly pessimistic about Donald Trump's reelection because I'm starting to realize that most people get their information from the evening news and they don't know what is actually going on in this country. They don't know the forces that are at work in the Democrat Party. And uh, the Democrats have been pretty successful at just bringing the pain with the COVID and the lockdown and the recessions. And uh, and they're telling them that, you know, if you just turn out Donald Trump, we can go back to the way it was when the Marxists were taking over your government bit by bit, piece by piece. And you wouldn't have to put up with all of this. Trump's going to be put in the position where he has to remind people, you know, before they uh, they unleash this on us. We had a great economy. We were staying out of foreign wars. We were bringing jobs back. We were securing the border. And uh, I I think it's a winning message, but I'm not sure it's going to be able to overcome the the Democrats' cheat-by-mail schemes. In Nevada, they passed a bill uh, last night. They're going to airdrop ballots all over that state. And they've basically passed the same law that they had passed in California that allowed these vote harvestings. They're going to allow people to campaign workers to go around and knock on doors and, uh, and pick up these people's ballots and fill it out for them. They, in this law, they don't even require a signature on, on their ballots. So you, you won't have any idea where these ballots came from. Here's a, um. a Democrat pollster saying that, yeah, the best thing to do is just to keep Joe Biden in his basement.
0: I would define his strategy as this, as one of do no harm. We don't hear much from him. And when we do, it's very, very, very scripted, very, very planned, very edited, very, very, very authentic in real time. Um, But I think that's in large part because Vice President Biden has never really been a great campaigner. And so I think his strategy Mm -hmm. is very much this. Let's just stay out of the public light as much as possible, do the bare minimum. And let's just hope that we roll as best as we can with that. And I think that might be his best strategy in this moment. But I don't think it's wise. I don't Mm -hmm. think that it's the right thing for the American people for him to sit out of the
1: Well, I'm not so sure that she's right there. I think it might be their best strategy because, uh, you know, Joe Biden doesn't need to make his own argument. He's got uh, 95 percent of the media out there making that argument for him. So, you know, the less he exposes himself to his gas and contradictions and saying stupid stuff, that might be oh, the winning proposition for him. The, uh, the new campaign manager for Trump, his name is stepion, Stefan, Stepan. Um, he called it right when he said that Joe Biden isn't going to be president. Joe Biden is simply a, an empty vessel for the left wing of the Democrat Party. He is kowtowed
2: to the radical left of his party. I think we're about to see the same when he chooses his next vice, his vice presidential nominee. He is an empty vessel of the radical left. It's how he won the nomination in the first place. And it's extremely concerning that he is a, a, a pawn of the radical fringe of his party.
1: Uh, he's right. Whoever's the vice president and whoever's in that cabinet, they're going to, uh, they're going to run this country. They will do Joe Biden will do anything he's told to do it uh, under threat of them rolling out the 25th amendment and them un- unseating him. You can actually make a good argument. If Joe Biden were elected, that he is mentally incompetent to do the job. And all it would take is whoever Joe Biden picks as his vice president to invoke the 25th amendment and to get a majority of his cabinet and old Joe Biden's out and back in his basement where he belongs. I think that's why there has been this big delay now in Joe Biden announcing his pick for vice president. Um, Christopher Dodd (laughs) who's in charge of the vice presidential exploratory committee to pick the woman that's going to be, Joe Biden's vice president, which <laughs> quite ironic in and of itself, considering Chris Dodds, uh, notorious reputation for, uh, groping women, he and, and, uh, Ted Kennedy were infamous in Washington for, uh, sexually harassing staff and, and hell waitresses at restaurants and such but Christopher Dodd's pushing Karen Bass. Karen Bass, a uh, a representative from Watts in Los Angeles, South Central LA that is on record as is uh, being a a communist sympathizer and a big supporter of Fidel Castro. She's trying to she's out on the speaking circuit trying to rehab that reputation. But here's what Karen Bass had to say uh, from a stage. I mean, this wasn't some offhand remark. She was uh, sitting on the stage with some kind of black power panel. Here's what she had to say about our founding fathers.
0: And I will tell you that I have a hard time when I go to the nation's capital every day and people want to talk about the founding fathers, and I'm sorry, but that's not how I view those guys at all, because they were not thinking about us.
1: Uh Uh-huh. So this woman, you know, uh, living in the most prosperous, free country, probably in the history of the world, cannot uh, bring herself to appreciate the documents that they left us, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Here's a clip from, uh, from Tucker Carlson, who is now the number one uh, cable news show on TV. I think he may be the highest rated cable show on TV, talking about Karen Bass's history with uh, El Hafe Fidel Castro.
2: Joe Biden is considering Congresswoman Karen Bass of Los Angeles as his running mate. She's also on the short list. Unlike Kamala Harris, Karen Bass is not a fraud. Karen Bass means it. She's sincere. She's an unapologetic left-wing bomb thrower who spent decades working to help Fidel Castro in his Cold War against the United States. Karen Bass kept praising Fidel Castro all the way to his death just four years ago. In the 1970s, Karen Bass belonged to a group that the LA Police Department accused of training revolutionaries in, quote, terrorist tactics and guerrilla warfare. Bass apparently visited Cuba multiple times a year. So it's not pejorative to note that Karen Bass is not a mainstream figure. She literally co-sponsored the New Way Forward Act. That is a lunatic bill that would force the U.S. government to re-import at taxpayer expense hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens whom we've deported for committing crimes. Bring them back here. In many cases, violent crimes. For real. Karen Bass is so extreme that, like Kamala Harris, by the way, She's currently trying to repeal California's main anti-discrimination law. Bass wants to make racial discrimination legal as it was before the civil rights movement. We're not overstating this. Karen Bass has issued press releases bragging about it. You may not have heard about any of this. The so details are so shocking that virtually no media outlet bothers to cover them. But it is
1: all real. Look- yep, that's, that's who is uh, the front frontrunner, I guess you'd have to call her at this point. As Joe Biden's vice presidential pick, maybe they have delayed this because Biden is is looking at these uh, these very ambitious women that uh, that Christopher Dodd is uh, pushing on him and thinking, well, you know, if I pick her, I might la- last long. You know, she might see this as their opportunity to inv- to uh, implement their radical agenda by invoking the twenty fifth amendment and removing me. Well, I mean, that's if you believe that Joe Biden would, in fact, resist it at all. Byron York doesn't think so.
2: If you remember the the giant Democratic primary field, Biden was thought to be from the moderate wing, um, but... If he is elected, he will face, as you just saw from Bernie Sanders, he will face a lot of pressure from the progressive wing on issues like Medicare for all, on raising taxes, on the Green New Deal, on defunding the police. And right now, he's just trying to keep everybody happy so he can get elected.
1: Well, here's a clip uh, from Karen Bass, who's, uh, who's making the, the rounds on the Sunday news show. She's appearing here with the... Um, the loathsome Chris Wallace uh, trying to uh, to uh, rehabilitate her statements in support of Fidel Castro.
2: Message about about Cuba about Castro's death six years or four years ago in 2016. Uh, shouldn't you have known by then that that Castro's death was not a great loss to the Cuban people?
0: I, I absolutely would have not put that statement out. And I will tell you that after talking to my colleagues who represent the state of Florida, raise those concerns with me, lesson learned, would not do that again. Sure.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't have done that if I had known that I was uh, going to be on the short list for the vice presidential ticket and uh, that uh, we needed to win Florida. <laughs> I don't think there's any uh, any Cubans that are going to vote for Joe Biden for president regardless. I guess, you know, they can try to walk this stuff back. Here's a, here's another clip of Bass saying, well, you know, uh, my, my approach to Cuba wouldn't be any, any different than, than um, Barack Obama. You described him as comandante and Jefe when he died. And then you said something that I found
2: interesting. You said you, you didn't quite realize how sensitive folks were in South Florida about this still. No. And, oh, go ahead. I, and, and so I'm just curious that you thought, well, Californians wouldn't mind that description, but it might offend Floridians. Forget that a minute. Yeah. It, it still seemed as if you, you had a soft view of Castro, if you will. Yeah.
0: And, and let me explain, too, because I think the use of the term comandante and jefe, what I meant by that is is that clearly in Florida, that is a term that is endearing to him. I didn't see it that way. I was expressing condolences to the Cuban people, to the people in Cuba. not.
1: <laughs> she was expressing condolences to the people in Cuba. Well, the people in Cuba were uh, ecstatic. That this brutal dictator had died. Hey, we got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
0: Mojo. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwans.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question
1: so last night the democrat-led legislature in nevada met at a midnight special session and passed a bill to uh, to basically adopt the same ballot harvesting schemes that california did before the 2018 election which uh, allowed them to basically you know cheat without violating the law this bill that nevada passes will uh, will mail a a ballot to every registered voter on the rolls in the state of Nevada, and it will allow political operatives to go out in the community and uh, let's let's call it assist people in completing their ballots. This bill, if anything, is more um, permissive than the one in California because it allows them to go into nursing homes. The so-called granny harvesting scheme. It'll allow them to go into nursing homes and assist, assist the uh, the elderly people in those homes in completing their ballots. There will probably be you know quite a few helpful suggestions on which boxes to check. But even then, it will not require that uh, these elderly people sign this ballot. So they're you know they're just going to be going around harvesting as many ballots, filling them out, submitting them and they will just keep counting these ballots until Joe Biden is declared the winner. And then they will if if Donald Trump doesn't go along with their their cheat by mail schemes, they'll accuse him of being a would-be dictator and not uh, respecting the will of the voters. Here's Mike Barnacle and never was there a more appropriately named person appearing on Morning Joe now with this whole
2: furor over mail-in votes we could be sitting down for thanksgiving dinner not really knowing specifically who the president elect of the united states is so we all have to pray that it's going to be a landslide for joe biden in order to avoid this conflict
1: <laughs> well i don't think it's going to be a landslide on e- either side this country is about 50-50 uh, dis, uh divided between these uh, marxists and nationalists uh you know when he says thanksgiving dinner i'm not so sure we're going to know by christmas dinner i i know if donald trump is leading we still won't know by christmas because they will insist that votes keep being counted until joe biden is uh, is elected and then they will demand that the military move into the white house and uh, and evict donald trump Cy Vance the uh rabid prosecutor democrat prosecutor in New York City has uh he's had this this uh, subpoena kicked back to him from the Supreme Court. He's trying to get his hands on uh, Donald Trump's financial records and his tax returns by subpoenaing his accounting firm. The Supreme Court told him you know the the president is not immune from these sort of criminal investigations, but you got to gotta, gotta have a legitimate reason. Well, before the Supreme Court case, Cy Vance's stated reason for getting, I think, 11 years of Donald Trump's tax returns is that he was looking into uh, campaign vi- finance violations because Donald Trump paid Stormy Daniels to not smear him in the news. And they got... Michael Cohen to plead guilty the the Southern District of New York got him to plead guilty to campaign finance violations for his part in a non-disclosure agreement with stormy Daniels I still to this day do not believe for a second that Donald Trump had an affair with stormy Daniels that's Susan McDougall I, you know it's a little bit more believable but I, I I I don't believe it I think that she made threats against him on the eve of the 2016 election and he figured well you know $120,000 is is worth her uh um, you know keeping her off the air and smearing me but the thing here's the thing about it it's not a campaign via, finance violation to enter into an undisclosure agreement this case this type of case has already been litigated and determined in the uh the case of um uh the vice presidential uh candidate for John Kerry John Edwards John Edwards, uh, you know, fathered a child out of, or, or fathered a, um, a baby mama. <laughs> he was married and he had an affair and, uh, they, uh, the, the woman had a child and he, uh, he paid for, um, the raising of that child. They, the Republicans tried to bring a campaign finance violation. The Supreme court said, no, if he had any motivation outside of a a campaign to do that, then uh, it would be a legitimate expense as long as he didn't use campaign contributions. Well, that's exactly the same thing Donald Trump is accused of. So anyway, make a long story short. Now the Cy Vance uh, has gotten this case back and uh, the Supreme court has said that he's got to have a legitimate reason to pursue uh, this subpoena Well, Cy Vance has come up with a whole bunch of other stuff that he's going to try to throw against the wall and see if any of it sticks. He's saying that no longer does he need over a decade of financial reports in order to prove that Donald Trump paid off Stormy Daniels. Now he's saying that, uh, you know, we're looking into um, financial fraud. There's no probable cause for Cy Vance to take out on an investigation of of Donald Trump. This is simply a political prosecution this is the kind of thing that goes on in third world countries which i guess you could make a good case that new york city has become very similar to a third world country hell there's a lot of third world countries that are more safe and have less income disparities than new york city here's a clip on this topic of cy vance's new strategy to go after trump this is a A uh, former prosecutor, her name is Joyce White Vance. She says she's not related, but we don't know.
3: That's right. Cy Vance, who I'm not related to, uh, confirmed that yesterday in this pleading, and it's important to know the posture of the case. This is Cy Vance going to the court and saying, the president has no claims that have any merit. You need to dismiss this second amended complaint that he's filed. He's tried repeatedly to state claims that would survive court challenge and failed. And Vance says, go ahead and dismiss this complaint. It's time for us to enforce our subpoena and get the mazars document and the bombshell and it's one that the president's lawyer stepped straight into is their argument that you know there's really no need to do this this is an overbroad subpoena all that the d a is investigating is these claims about hush money payments to stormy mcdaniels and susan mcdougall the two women the president is alleged to have had extramarital affairs with and suddenly the Manhattan DA says, oh, oh no, that's not the case. And in fact, the judge has seen early on in camera, which means the judge reviewed this document alone without Trump's lawyers being entitled to see.
1: Well, she says the judge was of reviewing documents alone that the Trump lawyers were entitled or not entitled to see in Cameron does not mean that in Cameron just means in the judge's chambers. But what she's talking about is ex parte, which means that uh, somebody's in there arguing to the judge without the presence of the opposing counsel. That is blatantly unconstitutional. And if, in fact, the judge is reviewing prosecution documents without sharing them with the defense, then that in and of itself uh, would have this case thrown out. So we got a big uh, primary day today. We should know by oh maybe week after next <laughs> whether or not or who won these primaries. We've got primaries in Michigan and Kansas. Ilhan, no, not Ilhan Omar. Um, oh, the other uh, uh, Palestinian representative from Detroit, uh, Rachida Tlaib, is facing a challenge, and she uh, is behind, according to the polls. It'd be great news to wake up to someday when they finish counting the mail-in ballots to find out Rashida Tlaib has been turned out. I don't know if Ilhan Omar is up for a primary today or not. I do know that Chris Kobach has got a primary out in Kansas, and uh, Mitch McConnell is doing everything he can to try to defeat Chris Kobach. Donald Trump has uh, has refused to make ads for his uh, his opponent. I don't know if he's actually made ads in support of Chris Kobach, although he's made enough uh, supportive statements about Chris Kobach that um, maybe at this point uh, he, he doesn't need to say anymore.
2: So a man that's been with me from the beginning, he's tough, and strong, he is a tireless champion for border security. Chris Kobach.
1: Chris Kobach. Oh, my God. I would love to have Chris Kobach in the U.S. Senate. So, Kansas, get out there and vote for Chris Kobach and the America First Agenda. That takes us to the end of this edition. I hope you come back here again tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is,
2: hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available h track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit amazon.com slash hyundai, or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
0: Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your Connected Home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit DeltaFaucet.com slash Voice IQ to see how Voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your
3: hands, and more.